Welcome to Parenting with Pam, with me, your host, Pamela Query. I am a certified hand-in-hand parenting instructor, and I am here to help you keep your cool while still getting your kids to cooperate, so you can parent in a peaceful way and actually enjoy being a parent. That means no more endless negotiating, lecturing, or explaining, no need for threats, bribes, or consequences, no more daily yelling. So if you want to create a peaceful home, I'm here to show you how. Welcome, welcome today. Today I'm going to talk about why getting your needs met really matters and of course how can we make that happen. As parents it can be really really difficult to put ourselves first and to find ways to meet our needs. Um, And the thing is that I want to talk today about why getting your needs met as a parent is far from selfish. So often we focus on our children. Whenever we think about parenting and parenting advice, it so often centers on our children. We talk about parenting tools that we can use with our kids. Uh, We talk about ways that we can get our kids to listen, um, how we can get them to behave in certain ways. But what about us? Um, Because this is the thing. I truly believe and know that when we are feeling really calm and well-resourced as parents, we know how to parent well. And our kids respond so well to our ability to give them the attention and the love and the warmth that they crave and that they need to thrive and do well. So when we're able to be patient, when we're when we're feeling, you know, grounded and well resourced and well rested and on stress, those moments, I'm sure you can uh, pinpoint a few of those moments. Uh, They may not happen very often, but whenever we're in that place where we're feeling really calm and confident and and patient with our kids, our kids respond so well to that, that, um, you know, our whole day runs smoothly. Everything goes well. Uh, We're and whenever they do, whenever, you know, even if there are struggles in that day, that we're able to respond to our children really patiently and calmly um, and things go so much better. Um, So this is one of my favorite parenting tools is looking at ways that we can get our own needs met so we can spend more time in this place where we're feeling kind and loving and patient towards our kids and then we know how to parent well um and often people call this you know me time or self-care and I really don't like those words because I think it makes it sound like it's something selfish somehow or it's something that's just all about us and we push other people aside um and that, that's certainly not the case. I think that taking care of ourselves is a really selfless thing because it it, um, it passes on to everybody else around us. We are in relationship with everybody around us. So how we take care of ourselves really reflects out into how we take care of others as well. Uh, and the thing is, I find that our society, here we are in the Western modern world, um, it really looks down, especially upon women um, who speak up and get their needs met and put themselves first and I think we have this certainly have this you know mother archetype this this vision that we have of how mothers should be um and it's certainly around putting everyone else first you know don't worry about me I'm fine I'll blend into the background I'll keep the whole show on the road I'll do everything for everybody else I don't have any needs Or if I do, I'll push them to one side so I can take care of everyone else. And that's often how society expects mothers to behave. Um, And what I believe is it's time to, you know, to step out of the shadows, to really claim your worth as a mother and put yourself front and centre and that you are the leader in your family. 
you are the matriarch um, and you set the example that you're modeling this for your children as well, that you're modeling that you matter, you are a person in your own right and you deserve to be taken care of. And nobody else is going to do that for you. Um, but, you know, we need to model that and we need to step into uh, taking care of ourselves, not waiting for anybody else to make space for us or to invite us to take care of ourselves, that we need to, to do that for ourselves. And, you know, you really do deserve to live a rich and a full life with lots of support, with lots of joy and rich with the things that you love to do. And I really believe that when you create that kind of life, your children will thrive. Whenever you're able to do things that you love, um, they will they will feed into your joy. Um, they will notice uh, that you are uh, that you're doing what you love, that you are feeling contented, that you are feeling um, empowered, um, and they will really feed off this joy and your contentment and your leadership. Um, and you know, and all, and I know that for some people that that's not possible at the moment, and, th and this is certainly not something else to uh, feel bad about if you can't reach for that at the moment, and that feels completely out of reach. Um, but it's just I want to, I just want to focus on this today and see if there are ways that all of us can go further to meet our own needs. And I think that it's really good to be aware of the culture that we live in around this. And your culture may vary on this. My background is I'm Irish and we have a, we have a joke about Irish mummies. And <laughs> how many Irish mummies does it take to change a light bulb? And the answer is, ah, don't worry about me, pet. I'll sit here in the dark. And that is so true that, um, you know, that... Irish mummies especially, and I'm sure in other cultures as well, that, uh, you know, we put other people first all the time. Uh, our children are high up there in our list of priorities, but often at the de detriment of our own needs. Uh, and what can be really interesting here is to look at your, maybe to look at your own mum, if you have, um, if you, if you're able to do that, to reflect on if you have a relationship with your own mum, um, is to, to notice how she is. What was the template that you had around your needs and, and getting your needs met based on how your mum uh, got her own needs met? Um, you know, does does she put herself first or did she put herself first or did she take care of everyone else at the detriment of her own needs? Um, and I think this can give us a real insight into the template and into the role model that we have and on how that we ourselves now base uh, our own needs. And I remember recently, I just want to share this with you. I had a really funny conversation recently with my own mum about about tea and this tradition of in Ireland, of course, if you go to anybody's house, you go visiting, you get offered a cup of tea. And, you know, my mum was talking about how confusing it is because, you know, she would go into um, she goes to visit somebody and they offer a cup of tea and she doesn't want to be rude by saying yes on the first time. Um, so she will say no, first of all, no, 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 don't, you know, don't mind me, don't worry about me. And then um, she will, uh, then the, she'll be asked again, she'll be asked a couple of times again. And then finally she'll relent and say, oh, okay, okay, yes, 
I'll have a cup of tea. And at that point, it would be rude to keep saying yes, because you would be putting your host, you know, in, a, in an awkward position of having to keep asking. So then it's more polite then at that point after about two or three no's to then say yes. And of course, you know, any of you who are familiar with the very famous Irish comedy Father Ted, and this runs through the whole thing. Um, with Mrs Doyle and her cups of tea and offering tea to everybody and it's it's so and that's why it resonates so much it's so true um that uh you know that this whole this whole scenario around cups of tea um and so my mum was laughing about this and discussing this and um then she was saying as well you know that that sometimes she doesn't even want the cup of tea but she doesn't want to be rude and she doesn't want to say no and we, we were both laughing about this um and I said to my mum you know how about mum if you actually how about this way of doing it? If you just thought to yourself, do I want a cup of tea or do I not want a cup of tea? And if you want a cup of tea, say yes, please. And if you don't want a cup of tea, to say no, no, thank you. And that would make things so much easier. And my mum burst out laughing and she's like, oh, no, that does not even come into it, whether I actually want tea or not. So I just thought this was um, such a funny, uh, such a funny way of looking at things. Um, but, you know, as well, I can see how you know, I was brought up in that culture. I was taught growing up to try and guess and assess what everybody else wanted or needed and to adjust my behaviour accordingly, uh, to, to notice not to put anybody out and not to be a burden on anybody. Um, and that's certainly something that I have had to, to work on. I've become aware of and I only became aware of it as a parent um, whenever uh, I had so many demands on me and it was really hard to cater to everybody else as well. It was really um, hard to put my own needs first. That is something that I've really had to work on over the years in terms of trying to undo that pattern of, of noticing what everybody else needs and trying to, to fit in with that. Um, and now what I increasingly try to do, and it's always a work in progress, uh, that I try and check in with myself and think, you know, what do I actually want in this moment? And I try to do that. Um, and if it is feasible, which often it isn't with young children, but at least I'm staying in touch with what I actually feel and what I actually want. I try and say yes when I mean yes. I try and say no when I mean no. Um, and I think it would be, for me anyway, in my world, it would be much simpler if those around us were able to say yes when they meant it and say no when they really meant no. Because what I find is that when people... Um, when people say yes out of a sense of obligation, then I think we often pick up that it's not a true yes um, and that that they're saying yes when they don't really mean it. And that can be really hard for us because then, you know, I find myself second guessing. Oh, they've, you know, they've said yes to, to helping me out here, but maybe I'm putting them out and maybe, um, you know, I shouldn't really have asked them and I'm trying to, to figure out what their needs are. So I think that it can actually be a real gift to the people around us if they can trust that whenever you say yes, you're saying, saying it wholeheartedly, that's something that you um, that that you are really willing to do. And if you say no, that that means that you don't want to do something and that's absolutely OK. Um, but then that gives a lot more weight to whenever you do say yes to things. So that's what I um that's what I am aiming to do and it's a, like I said it's a it's a work in pro it's a work in progress I invite you to notice what you might need in the moment and that can be an exceptionally difficult thing to do if you've always put others first especially since becoming a parent 
Um, and then whenever you do actually have a spare five to 10 minutes to yourself, it can be really difficult to actually um, think about what you actually want and what you need in that moment. And often, you know, you might fall into a pattern of just picking up your phone and being on that. If you've got and, you know, time, that, that little bit of time that you have for yourself just sort of disappears. So instead, I invite you maybe to notice what it is your body wants or needs in that moment. If you have five minutes to yourself. Um, you know, rather than scrolling through Facebook out of habit, um, it's just to take a moment and think, you know, what do I need? Do I need some fresh air? Do I need to stretch? Do I need a moment of quiet? Do I need to take a, you know, do I need to have a cup of tea? Um, do I need to lie down for a moment and just allow my nervous system to settle? What's going to what's going to uh, meet my needs most in this moment? And then if you can, just to give your body that, give your body whatever it needs in that moment. Um, so next after that, so yeah, that's the invitation is just to notice these things and to get back in tune with what you actually need in the moment. And next, when you start noticing what you want or you need in the moment, you might need to ask for help to get that. Um, or you might need to set a limit on what you're willing to do. For example, you might um, need to say, you know, I, I really want to go out for a walk with a friend this evening. Will you put the kids to bed? Uh, so it's asking for help, you know, setting a limit on what we need and what we're able to do and asking for help. Or it might be with your child at bedtime, you know, it might be really late and you're tired and you might need to say, and you know, you notice I don't want to put my child to bed right now. I need some time to myself. Um, and of course, you need to get your child to bed. So it's not always you're not always able to honour that need. But I think it's really important if you actually just acknowledge that in yourself and maybe you can say something to your child like, you know, I'm not willing to read your story tonight because I just I'm so tired. Um, but I can give you a cuddle. And let's get bedtime done. So um, and this can be extremely hard to do. Uh, and I invite you to if this if it is something that you find it hard to do, if you find it hard to notice your needs or you find it hard to ask for what you want or you find it hard to set a limit around what you're not willing to do, uh, I really invite you to notice what comes up for you uh, if it is something that you struggle with. And instead of just pushing through that discomfort uh, and forcing it and pushing against it, I invite you just to maybe just on one or two times just to sit with it if it feels right. And to sit with what comes up for you and to allow yourself to feel what comes up, whatever feelings come up for you whenever you try and put yourself first or whenever you want to put yourself first or whenever you feel that you want to set a limit, but that feels too difficult for you. Um, and a great way to do that, you can do that in your listening partnership. Whenever you have a parent uh, who is going to listen and see the good in you and not give you any advice, and then you can do the same for them. But um, it, it's, it is such a helpful thing to sit in your listening partnership with that discomfort um, and get to know it and to really feel it and to find out where that comes from. You can also do it through uh, journaling. You, you could talk to your partner about it if you feel that you can um, or a good friend. Or you can sit with it on your own and give yourself some space just on your own to give yourself lots of love and compassion and just sit with that and to really feel it. So um, and this can really help us get to know our discomfort and to let go of that discomfort and make it easier the next time whenever we notice what our needs are uh, is to set that limit or to set that expectation or to ask for what we need and to put ourselves first. So 
Um, the next thing is that I invite you to think about all the different areas of your life uh, where your needs maybe aren't being met. And this, you know, once you start noticing and thinking about all these different places, all these different needs that we have as humans, um, and that so often get set aside whenever we are in the thick of parenting, um, and even just noticing what it might be and noticing these different areas, I find it really, really helpful because then we start to have ideas. Um, we start to notice where we might need some need to get our needs met and then we can come up with these creative ways maybe to get those needs met and it might just be one small thing in your day or one small thing in your week but you know when we start small start noticing and then start doing small things to get those needs met then that can make start to make a huge difference um, in our parenting so um and you know there are many layers to this there are many layers to all the complex needs that we have as human beings to feel whole and to feel fulfilled and I just want to say that you might be very much in survival mode now, in survival parenting. So you might have um, a lot of stress in your life. It might be you might have a lot of stress around your job, around your finances. It might be around your housing. It might be around your relationship. You might not feel very secure in that or there might be a lot of stress in your relationship with your partner. You might be parenting on your own, um, which brings a whole... An, a whole added stress of, of having to uh, meet so many of your children's needs and being only one person trying to do all of that. Um, so if that is the case, if you're in survival parenting, um, there might be some very basic, basic um, physical and emotional needs that aren't being met for you. And that is a really, really difficult place to be. Um, and um, it's really hard to think of any of your needs outside of those very basic needs for security and safety and 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 food and shelter um, whenever you're whenever you're really struggling to get those basic basic needs met or those needs of your kids met. Um, and it is certainly I just want to acknowledge that it is certainly a privilege to be able to think about taking care of yourself in other ways if you're not getting these basic needs met. Um, but, you know. But it's important to to be aware that as humans, we have so many other needs beyond our basic physical needs. Um, and just like our kids, we have a really strong need for connection, for connecting with other people um, and to be loved. We have a need for intimacy with others, to be really seen and heard. I think that's such a basic need is to be really seen and heard and appreciated uh, by other people. Um, we have this need for a sense of belonging of place of where we are in the world that we belong there and that we fit in there and that we feel at home there we have a, a, a need for for close relationships a need for intimacy also a need like a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging um, and that comes into um, having friends and community around us we also have you know physical needs for you know taking care of our body and um, moving our bodies exercise spending time outdoors, fresh air, um, spending time in nature. We also have a very basic need for sleep and rest, something that can be very elusive whenever we have young kids uh, and whenever we're not well rested and whenever we're exhausted and sleep deprived, it can be so difficult to um, think rationally or think compassionately um, and give our kids the the love and connection that they need so we have this very that that need for sleep and rest is really important and also uh, 
even if we're getting our sleep, just time to do nothing, time to wind down, time to let our nervous systems find balance, um, time just to recharge and, you know, time when we're not thinking about our families and organizing things. Some of us also need time. Many of us need time for intellectual stimulation and to be able to express ourselves, to be able to express our creativity you know, to spend time doing all the things that we love doing. And so that's really part of being human as well, um, of being able to to uh, do things that we love. Um, spending time with friends or family and social interactions, like we are social beings that we're not, we don't live in isolation. And we saw that in in, in during the COVID lockdown, you know, how difficult it was for us to be isolated from our friends and our family and our communities um and we have such a strong drive just to be with people be in community with people uh, we are not just individuals we are we are social we are connected and linked to everybody else around us and and it might be important for us to do other things in our community like activism and helping others and that's a really important way to for us to feel that sense of belonging and and the bigger picture and how we fit into that. So um, that's a, a very quick run through of, of everything that comes into my mind around what makes us human and what makes us whole. And I'm sure there's lots of other things in there that you can add your own things onto that list. But maybe notice what in that list, the areas that you, your needs are being met and maybe areas where your needs aren't being met so much. And then um, have a think about what you need most right now like what out of that list would really make you feel fulfilled right now and what could you do from that list and or what is and what is feasible on that list as well um and it might be something really small it might be just taking five minutes it might be getting up five minutes before the kids and um, so you have some quiet time just time for peace and quiet um in the morning while you sit and drink your tea or sit outside the front door and just breathe some fresh air and, and have a little bit of quiet time for yourself um, and you can really slow down and be present with that you know or it could be prioritizing friendships um, it could be arranging to speak to a friend on the phone um, or to meet up with someone that you really miss and really prioritizing um, your friendships if that's something that makes you feel alive and fulfilled um, or it could be saying no to things that actually drain our energy um, so I invite you to have a think about that. And I'd love for you to share, if you want to share, um, share with me those things that really, um, that you could do for yourself in a small way or in a big way that would really um, get your own needs met. Um, and it could just be, you know, it could be something every day. It could be something just once a week that is achievable for you, no matter where you're at on this, on this ladder, that uh, is something that you can do to really get your own needs met. Um, uh, and I really I'm hoping that that can become a reality for you today or sometime this week. And if it does, I invite you to notice the difference that that makes uh, in your parenting and in your life, that whenever you put aside that time to really notice what you need and to prioritize yourself and and to make that happen in your life, how you show up in your parenting as a result of that. So when you when you're able to get your needs met, 
and how that trickles down and how those ripples come out and affect affects your um, affects your ability to be with your kids and to be able to meet their needs and to be able to offer them what they need in the moment. Um, and for me, it's something like being with my friends and spending time with people that I enjoy their company and I have a real good laugh with them. And when I do that, I come back to my parenting and I have a smile on my face and I'm feeling really open. I feel like I've got a lot of love to give to my kids. I feel more full of joy. I feel more full of hope. Um, I see things differently. Life doesn't feel so serious anymore. And I can really... Um, respond to them from that energy and my kids really respond to that they love that and um so they reap the benefits and it can be really hard for me to set that up and to to um to walk away from often what is the chaos or the all the things that are going on at home and to really make that a reality for me it can be really difficult but when I do find the time and the energy to make that happen then it, it makes a huge difference um for my family and for how I parent and it's probably the thing that makes the most difference out of um, out of everything I do is uh, when I'm able to to notice that and say, OK, I've got this need or it might be a need just to be on my own for a little bit of time without being on my phone and just um, taking a little bit of time to nourish myself. And that can make all the difference. So I would love for you to share what is going on for you with that. Um, uh, a parent on the group shared with me how she loves to go to the cinema on her own. Um, and it's just pure bliss for her to go to the cinema, have those one and a half or two hours to herself where she doesn't have any children to take care of in the cinema and she can just sit back and snuggle in and, and just really give herself that comfort. And I absolutely love that. Um, so I'd love for you to, if you want to share um, either over on my Facebook group, my Peacefully Parenting four to eight year olds Facebook group, or um, you can uh, get in touch with me, send me a message, let me know, let me know. Um, if this resonates for you and, and if you are finding small things to get your own needs met. So that's all for me from today. It's been so lovely talking to you and I'll talk to you again soon. If you enjoyed listening, I would be so grateful if you left a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever service you use to listen to podcasts. This will really help me to reach more parents. You could also share the podcast with any other hardworking parents you think might enjoy it. Thanks for your support. Would you like to get your kids listening so you don't have to shout and instead you can start enjoying being a parent? Then pop along to my website, pamtheparentcoach.com or follow the link in the show notes to get signed up to my next virtual masterclass. See you next time.